Welcome to the morning community of Northridge Vineyard. Our deepest desire is that you will encounter Jesus as you listen in to our morning gathering. If you'd like to find out more about us, check out our website, northridge.org.au forward slash mornings. We have the amazing Adam with us this morning, and he has the word of the Lord for us, so that is really important. That is, um, that's our foundation. That's what we stand on. So, Adam, we want to invite you up here to share the Lord's word with us this morning, please. Yeah. Give him a cheer, everybody. Welcome yeah. him in the house. Yeah. It's Thank lovely. Thank you. Um, I feel so blessed that in this church we have that the Lord provides us with amazing people who come up here and speak. And Adam is no exception. You are a mighty man of God, and it's such a blessing to have you up here. So can I just quickly pray for you? Yeah. Lord, thank you for Adam. Um, Lord, for the gifting you've given him, Lord, and for the words you've given him this morning. Holy Spirit, uh, Lord, we we yield to your words this morning, Lord, and ask that um, we'd be open vessels to hear what you have to say to us. So, Lord, use Adam powerfully this morning, I ask in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thanks, Sherlock. Thank you. Well, good morning, everyone. How good is it to be here? And online as well. I hope you guys have been experiencing what we've been experiencing here. It's been amazing. There's just nothing, there's just nothing like his presence. There's just nothing, nothing like his presence. Um, I, just before I get started, I also want to thank you for having me again. It's, it's always such a privilege to, to just be here, let alone to, to come and speak. So thanks, thanks for having me back. And um, I just wanted to also mention, uh, well, Stockholm's been mentioned a lot this morning. I just want to also add my, um, my voice behind, behind all of that as well. And I think one of the things, particularly over the last couple of years, and as we, you know, we look around the world and we see stuff that's going on, like... Part of it for me has been like, what can I do? As someone who is a, 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 a kid of God, a kingdom person, what, what, what can I do with, with all that's going on? And one of the things that we can do is that we can learn who we truly are in Christ, what our identity is in Christ, and be people who are partnering with the Holy Spirit and, and, and allowing God's power to flow in and through our lives to bring healing and to bring reconciliation and to show people that there is purpose, to show people that God has good plans. And that's part of what we can be doing in our lives to actually start to... to I mean, we're about on earth as it is in, King, uh, in heaven, right? Like, that's, that's what we're about. That's what we're here to do. And so one of the great ways that, that for me... I mean, I've done Sockham, I'm doing Sockham, I'm, I'm going to be doing it for a long time I think because it's just it's just so good so I just want to again just say please get involved in the worship nights and all that stuff it's it's um it's uh, and as Matt said as well it's life-giving you'll 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 find I'm sure that um it'll change your life and the world around you so let's let's get involved um so I better get on with it we are continuing our series on wisdom I don't know if you guys have been enjoying it. I think it's been amazing so far the first few weeks. There's been a lot of um, wise words that have been spoken from the platform up here, which is fitting because today we're going to be speaking about wisdom with our words. Um, And one of the things, you know, talking about the last couple of years, I don't know if this has been your experience, but for me, one of the things that I've found is that there have been a lot of new 
situations that have arisen that I've needed to deal with that have been, uh, it feels more complex maybe than it, than it has uh, previously. And when we're in those situations, often it's, it's easier to find places of disagreement with people. Um, it's easier to find offence in other people's opinions or just generally to be frustrated with the circumstances that you find yourself in. And, and as a result, we don't always necessarily speak uh, the words that we would, would like to speak uh, in, in those situations. And since we, we are relational beings and we were created to be in relationship with God and with each other, and because our, our words are generally the, the primary way that we communicate with each other, so the way that we use our words and the way we think about our words and the words that we choose to actually speak have a, a profound impact on our lives and also on the people around us and the relationships that we have around us. And there's, um, there's an amazing statement in Proverbs 18.21. You may have heard this. It says, um, we can pop it up. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Jenny. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. It's a really profound statement when you, when you, think, of, when you think about it. And so wisdom with our words is, is really important because it means that ultimately with our words, we're either working towards building relationship or breaking it down. We're either working towards um, uh, releasing positivity or negativity, promoting love, promoting hate. And ultimately, if we look at this verse, we're, we're either ultimately partnering with things that bring life or things that bring death. And this, this dynamic is, um, there's another couple of verses here I've just got with Proverbs. We're going to be looking at a lot of scriptures today. So if, you're, if you want to jot them down or take photos or something um, as we go, this, this dynamic is spoken about in other places. So Proverbs 12, 18 says, The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. And Proverbs 15, 4, The soothing tongue is a tree of life but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. And I think we can probably identify with this in, in different ways in our lives. And, and so the point is, we're sort of saying all this, is our words are actually powerful. And although I'm sure we'd all really love to speak wisely all the time, and in theory it sounds easy, uh, even when things are going really well, it's a challenge, I think, at times still to, to speak wisely, let alone when we're in, in situations where we're being pushed or we're tired or there's just stuff that's going on. And I think that that, that point is actually important for us to acknowledge because this whole thing with wisdom with our words and how we use our words is actually a challenge for every single one of us. None of us has a perfect track record when it comes to using, um, using our, our words, and, and none of us gets it right all the time. And actually, in James 3, the book of James, which has a bunch of stuff to say about the tongue and about words, in chapter 3 of that book, James actually says that no human being can tame the tongue. And so this is, this is something that is... Um, we all need God's help. We all need God's help in this area. So it means that we're going to have to... Uh, extend grace to each other and forgiveness and we're going to need God's help and we're responsible 
for the words that we speak. And so it's something that it would be wise for us to be looking at saying, okay, how can we, how can we grow? How can we grow in this area? So that's what we're going to turn to now. If you have your Bibles, um, open to Luke chapter 6. And um, uh, we're going to start from verse 43. And Jesus, Jesus is speaking here. Um, you're all over it, Jenny. You're amazing. Thank you. Um, I don't usually use slides. So I'm a very, very simple guy when it comes to speaking. And so I have five slides today. And Jenny is all over it. So thank you, Jenny. Um, so um, Jesus is speaking here. And I think there's, there's something that Jesus points out in this passage that I think is actually a key for helping us to think about and to understand what is going on with our words and how to move forward with God in, in growing in this. So uh, Luke 6 from verse 43 says, uh, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. And here's the sentence. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And um, the, the, I love the Passion Translation of that last sentence in verse 45. Uh, this just kind of, this makes it clear to me. It says, for the overflow of what has been stored in your heart will be seen by your fruit and will be heard in your words. And so what I think Jesus is kind of saying to us here is that our words don't just come from nowhere. They're actually a reflection of, um, of what's in our hearts, the things that are happening in our hearts. And so this is where we need Jesus' help because when it comes to the things that are deep inside of us, Jesus is an expert, if we let him, of coming into every area of our lives and filling us with his grace, with his love, and with his power. And it's from this place of um, intimacy and relationship and obedient to Jesus that the true transformation of our actions, including our words, will actually flow out of. And so it's this case where when we're thinking about our words, I don't think it's just about behavior modification. It's, it's not just about, oh, I'm going to try and just be smarter with my words or say the right. It's, it is that. That's part of it. That's part of it. But it's actually an issue of our heart primarily first and foremost. And, um, and it's, it's allowing Jesus to come into those places to transform us, to transform us, to transform the inner parts of us that's going to flow out into our, into our behaviours in a sustainable and loving way. And uh, Rob um, preached, I think it was a seven-minute sermon or something two weeks ago, and it was, um, it was a short one, but what it lacked for in length, it had plenty of punch. And there was something that he said that I thought was just profound, and it really hit me, and I think it's great for this. He said, I'm paraphrasing it, so hopefully I get... Uh, the heart of it, but he said, he basically said, wisdom is a person. Wisdom, I love this, wisdom is a relational dynamic, not a transaction. Wisdom is a relational dynamic, not a transaction. And I love this because it means for us that walking in, um, in true wisdom in our lives can never be separated from our connection with Jesus. Jesus is wisdom and we are united to him. 
And so what that means is, and one of the things I love about our relationship with Jesus, is we can come to him at any point and say, okay, Lord, I need help in this situation, in this circumstance. What is it that you are seeing that I'm not seeing? What are the things that are in your heart that you want to be speaking to me about and showing me? How are the ways that I can partner with you in this? And it's a completely different posture of the heart where we're actually working relationally with Jesus, the person of wisdom who comes in and and pours out his grace into those areas for us to flow out of. So it's his power that changes us. Um, Our job is to be with him, to enjoy him, and to position ourselves to welcome his presence and his work in every single area of our lives. So thinking that way, as our foundation being kind of to think about words as our connection and our relationship with Jesus and the work that he is doing in us as the foundation, um, I just want to give us three practical ways that we can partner with the work that God is doing. So God is doing work in us as we allow him to and as we partner with him. But what are the things when those moments arise, and they sometimes do, where you just are in that conversation where you feel the frustration rising up and you feel your opinions growing stronger and stronger in those moments, how do we practically partner with what God is wanting to do in our lives? So I'm going to give you three. There's probably many, many more, but um, we'll we'll go with three today. So Three things um, of how we can partner with God, God's work in our life for wisdom in our words. And um, the first one, please, Jenny, is uh, to listen first and speak second. So James 1, 19 to 20 says, My brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And there's been so many times, I don't know if you can relate to this, where I've come out of conversations and I'm like, I wish I didn't say, I wish I didn't say that, or I wish I did say that, or, or something, something along those lines. And so being quick to listen and slow to speak means that what we're doing is we're changing our priority to truly listen to what the other person is, is bringing and what they're saying, instead of our gut reaction being to present our opinion first. Um, it also not only gives us a chance to truly listen to what the other person is saying, it gives us a chance to listen to what God might be saying to us in that moment and the way that he views that situation and what he might be wanting to do in that situation because God um, always has plans and there's always stuff that he likes to do. And he's usually right. So um, listening to him is, is a good, good thing in this being quick to listen, slow to speak as well. And the other thing that it does is it gives us time to choose um, our words more carefully instead of just responding carelessly or from a place of anger or frustration. Uh, Proverbs 13.3 says, those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. And rather bluntly, I might say, Proverbs 18.13 says, to answer before listening, that is folly and shame. So there we go. So that pretty much sums that one up. So the first thing being um, uh, to listen first and to speak second. The, second. Um, the second thing that we can do to partner with God in our words is to seek understanding. 
Uh, Proverbs 18.2 says, Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. And this is one that I personally struggle with. Um, it, I often feel the need to just share what, what I think might be right. Um, and, and I'm sure so many of us have been in those situations where the actual seeking of understanding hasn't been the priority of what's been happening um, in that moment. And when the seeking to understand is not the priority, of course, that's when misunderstanding can happen. Um, and we begin to make assumptions and we jump to conclusions and sometimes they, often maybe, they're not reality and they may not be true and they're definitely not getting to the heart of what the person might, might sort of be saying behind their words. And uh, Debbie and I actually have some, some friends who coach married couples and they, one of the things that they talk about when you're sort of, I mean, they're talking specifically about spouses, but I think this transfers to any kind of conflict or differing of opinion is one of the things they say is to think about how the other person's opinion is right. It's an interesting way to look at it, particularly if you disagree. And the, and the point is not necessarily to agree. That's not always what needs to happen necessarily. But what does happen in those moments is at least you're coming to a place where you're generally, genuinely trying to understand and hear the other person. Um, the other thing that's great about this heart posture of understanding is it also allows us to remain teachable. And this is, a, this is an important one because none of us have the whole picture. None of us understand completely. And so there's lots that we can learn. And uh, Proverbs 12, we're going for Proverbs today. Proverbs 12, 15 says, The way of, of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. And again, Proverbs 12, 14, the wise store up knowledge, but the mouth of a fool invites ruin. And I had a situation actually just this week. Uh, actually, I had a couple of situations this week, but one in particular where it was about a ministry situation. And I really, I didn't, um, I needed wisdom with my words. I actually didn't know how to word things. I didn't know what the right words were to, it, to address kind of a specific issue. So I did what I often do, and I contacted Harry McKenzie. Um, <laughs> because that's what you do in situations like that. And I'm sure you have people that you go to when, um, when you need some wisdom with words. And he, when he sort of wrote back to me, this was, this was via text and, and, and sort of gave me his thoughts. And as soon as I read it, I went, wow, that's it. That, that was, there was just such wisdom in the words that I was able to gain from him. And there's so much that we can learn from each other. There is so much wisdom that is available to us just simply by being in a community like this that we can that we can really learn from and the cool thing about it is that when when we do that and when we ask questions not only do we learn and grow in our own wisdom but it honors the person who we're speaking to it honors their journey with the lord and their relationship with the lord and the things that they've learned from him so it's um it's it's a win-win it's a great it's a great situation so number two was to what was it does anyone remember seek to understand you guys are good. It's on the screen. So number three, the final one, and this is my favorite one. I won't forget this one because this is, this is to me where it kind of like, this is, this is when we get into it. Number three is to choose to speak life. And I mean, a lot of what we've spoken about to this point is about avoiding pitfalls when it comes to our words. And that's important. We need to, you know, we need to be wise with our words and we need to think about that. But we also need to understand that there is, our words have an enormous capacity 
to bless and to bring life. And it's so important. I mean, we were, and our words not only are powerful in the natural realm, they're also powerful in the spiritual realm. I mean, think about it this morning. I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder, you're going to hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated, the king is alive. That's speaking life. That's speaking life. It's finding the heart of God, because God's heart is life, right? It's finding the heart of God, it's connecting with the heart of God, and speaking from that place. And no matter what situation we find ourselves in, we can choose to speak words that are aligned with his heart and his purposes, and they will come with his power. And I think a really helpful way to practically think about this, this, um, this area of speaking life is considering the prophetic. We're a prophetic community here at Northridge. Um, we love to hear God's heart for people and, and to encourage them in, in what we believe that, that he might be saying to them. And if you look at one of those key passages in the New Testament that talks about uh, the prophetic and, and, and what, what the prophetic is, 1 Corinthians 14.3 says, But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouragement, encouraging, and comfort. That's speaking life. And so at the heart of the prophetic, when we think about the prophetic, it's speaking God's words, God's heart to people to strengthen, encourage, and comfort them. And I just sort of think, I mean, like you can think about this in your own life, but imagine for me, like if every single situation and circumstance I went into, I was thinking from the place of going, okay, God, how do I partner with you and your heart in this situation? How can my words reflect your character and your kingdom in this situation? I think it would change a lot, a lot in our lives, a lot of the way we view things and a lot of the things that we see around us. And you may have a story like this. I have a friend when I was sort of coming back to the Lord and really kind of saying that I was all in for Jesus at about age 25. I had a friend, a, a lady who's um, now dear friends of, of, of Debbie and I, who, who did this for me. She, I was just sort of, you know, really coming to be serious with the Lord and we were having a conversation and she basically spoke God's heart for me in that moment. And I don't remember like entirely what she said. It was basically talking about, you know, God has great plans for you and, you know, he's going to do amazing things with your life and, you know, great, great positive things. But it was like, I think looking back now, I think it's because it was, she was speaking God's heart over me. And so there was power that was released in that, in her words, that truly blessed me that all these years later, I still remember that conversation and that interaction. And that is, that is one of the things that our words can do to each other as we bless and as we, we really go into God's heart for people and speak from that place, whether we're specifically thinking of it as speaking prophetically or not. We can align ourselves with God's heart and, and, and go after those things. And so just as we sort of, we're going to do some ministry in a minute, but just as we kind of, I just want to pull back for a second because this is helpful for me in thinking about the big picture. And it's like, okay, we're speaking about our words how does this fit into the bigger picture of what God is actually doing in our lives, in the world, in bringing his kingdom? And, and for me, I think that we are sons and daughters of the king. We are representatives of his kingdom. We are working to bring his kingdom to this earth. 
we're learning to see ourselves as he sees us, as righteous and holy and loved. And we're learning to see those around us the way that God sees them as well. And so where I see the words coming in with this is that we, our words can reflect this reality. They can reflect God's wisdom. They can reflect his character and his heart. And they can be used by him in bringing his kingdom and more of his reality into, into the world. And the world is in desperate need of godly wisdom right now. And I think it's going to come from us. I think it's going to come from us as the church, starting with our own lives, our own families, our own um, communities, and walking with intimacy with Jesus, allowing his power to transform us, capturing his heart for the world around us, and bringing more of his kingdom to this earth. And I want to be part of that, don't you? Let's stand and let's pray. Holy Spirit, I just, I just thank you for your presence, Lord. You've just, you're here. And we just pause and we just acknowledge, God, that you are here. You are here, Lord. You are doing things. You are moving. You are working. And Holy Spirit, just before I continue or say anything else, I just want to ask, Holy Spirit, would you just come? We give you this moment. And Lord, I just ask, would you pinpoint for each of us the things that you are highlighting in this moment that you just want to connect with us with, Lord. So we just wait for you in this moment. more of your presence Lord more of what you're doing we welcome you Lord we receive your love and your companionship in those deep deep places Lord we receive those rivers of living water we receive your refreshment God Lord, we receive your perspective, the way that you see things. And just as you keep engaging with God, there was a few things that maybe, um, if this relates to you, maybe you can just um, raise your hand to, to pray for these. But um, one of the things talking about today, this whole thing with just intimacy with Jesus if you just want to, just to come back to that place of saying, Jesus, I just want to, I just want to connect with you. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you've been far from him. It's just, Jesus, I just want more of you. I just want more of you. I just want, I need you in this season. I just want to connect with you. We'd love to pray for that. Another thing, if you're listening to this and you've experienced the negative side of words, if you've had words that just are sitting in your heart that have been spoken over you, 
Jesus is brilliant at breaking off the power of those words in your life so that you can be free. And so if that's you today and you want freedom from what you've been carrying with words that have been spoken over you that are not in line with God's heart for you, we would love to pray for you. Um, and just one more, one more thing from me before I'm, I'll hand back to the Sherlocks. Um, if this whole idea of the prophetic and growing in hearing God's heart for people is something that you would love to just step into a little deeper, we'd love to pray for you for that as well. So just as we're in this moment, if any of those things are resonating with you particularly, um, if you'd love to just raise your hand, just high enough that someone around you can, can see that, and we'd love to just come around and, and pray for you. So um, if, um, if God's doing stuff with you now, please keep engaging with him. Just tune me out. Otherwise, if you can um, grab these people who have their hands up and just start praying, that would be really beautiful. And we just bless what Jesus is doing in this moment. So if you want to just, yeah, you want to come around those guys who... Yeah, thanks, Adam. And also, there's just a couple of other little things. If, um, if you wanted to come up the front, if you felt bold enough, then great, don't come. Don't not come because you don't have a mask because we have masks up the front. If you're praying for someone and you don't have a mask, please come and grab one before you pray just because we can't socially distance. We want to be mindful and respectful and careful of um, what's going on around us. The other thing is there was a beautiful picture and a word during prayer this morning. Someone has a difficult conversation that they know they have to have or that they ought to have this week or a difficult relationship that they need wisdom in, then we would just invite you to come and get prayer for that. And uh, if there's anyone here who just, you know, you can feel God's doing something, you can't put your finger on it necessarily, but you, you sense God's presence and you're wanting more, then why not... Um, Give him the opportunity to speak life over you through someone else this morning. So if, there's, if you're feeling like, you know what, I just want that a little bit more. I need, Lord, I'm asking for that breakthrough. Um, or you just want more of him. You just want someone to practice speaking life over you. Then I encourage you to either um, come on up the front. Someone will come and pray for you. would love to pray for you. Um, or just where you're at right now, if coming up the front's too hard, then get someone around you to pray for you. We would love to pray for you. And if none of that's you, then I want you to ask the Lord for a word for someone, a word of life. The Lord is never tired of speaking his truth and his life into our lives. So I would just invite you to put your hand out or open your heart however you feel comfortable doing that and ask the Lord to give you a word for somebody.